the biggest financial scams according to securities regulators. We're going to talk about it coming up on the show next. From the streets of San Antonio, straight to your wallet, it's Jake's Two Cents on Jake of All Trades. All right, welcome back. My name is Kirk, and I'm not a financial expert. But I'm Jake, and I am the financial expert. And together, we talk about financial planning, we talk about the economy, and we review articles all with the express purpose of helping our listeners build wealth both today and into the future. And today, we're going to help you avoid getting fleeced, to use fleeced. a term from the uh, article that we're looking at. Because um, cryptocurrencies... And the lure of cryptocurrency is where I think the danger lies, right? Yeah. That's the issue. It's So that's what we're going to talk about is cryptocurrency and scams that have to do with that. Mm-hmm. So everyone knows kind of what cryptocurrency is at this point, I think. I think most of our listeners have definitely heard the term. There may be confusions, but, you know, like Bitcoin is the famous one that we all heard of. But it's one of many. It's right? one of many. And there's more there's, and more all the time. There's 6,000 different types of cryptocurrency out there. And there's being, <laughs> more, there's being wow. more added all the time. Like right? Dogecoin is another big one I've heard of. Yeah. And there's, there's been many that go, you know, completely belly up because one of the risks with this, as if you want to call it an asset class, is that it's deregulated. And that's really kind of what we want to talk about today is like what some of those warning signals are when you're thinking about this. And to be clear, I am not uh, allowed to, from any perspective, to give advice or recommendations on any type of cryptocurrency. So this episode is not at all a recommendation to go out there and purchase crypto. This is really like we're talking about a lot of the risks that are out there because this has become such a big thing. People need to be aware of what they're getting themselves into. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So, so you as a certified CFP, you're not legally allowed to give anything cause it's not regulated. That's and exactly. you're, you're certified. So you'd lose your certification if you gave that advice. To I could get give, in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Or, or get in trouble. That makes yeah. sense. That's interesting. Um, but there's dangers. And so people need to at least know what's going on and what to watch out for because Normally, like if there's a stock, you'd get advice from your advisor. That's their right. their job. But you can't really do that one way or the other. Uh, except, me, I guess, like you. So you can talk about some dangers, but you can't necessarily say, okay, this one's more dangerous. This one looks better. You know, right. try this one. Like you can't give that kind of advice. Um, yeah. Because yeah. of legal reasons, essentially. Right. Yeah. And, and if you think about that too, as an investor, right. If you are interested in taking your hard-earned dollars and buying something that even a a financial professional isn't allowed to give advice on, that should probably be like at least a a roadblock to make yourself think twice before engaging in that transaction, right? Because there's inherent risk there if somebody who's licensed in financial services – can't help you and advise you on purchasing this type of investment. Well, and you're so you are on your own one way or the other. That's kind of the mm-hmm. and there there used to be a term, you know, before America became all regulated esque like we are today. There was a term, I don't know if you've ever heard it called caveat emptor. I have not. 
Yeah, so it's a Latin term that and it was very popular in America in the 19th century, and it means buyer beware. Mm. And the whole mentality in the pre-regulated 19th century and the, the early years of capitalism was buyer beware. It was caveat emptor. And, you know, the idea was that you're, you know, as a buyer, you're responsible for what happens in a certain sense. So you're responsible. If you buy snake oil, you're on your own, right? If you, yeah. if you eat the snake oil, we're not going to help you. So, you know, and this is a whole other conversation we could have about the value of that kind like one of the problems with the overregulation or what I consider overregulation is the this view that we've lost caveat emptor. So we're actually kind of reliant on other people a lot and we don't take responsibility ourselves for things. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas yeah. like in a time when you like you're very cautious and you want to check everything, you want to get X, like if you're buying a house, for instance, you want to check everything. So now, you know, this is not a show about regulations one way or the other. Right. But in cryptocurrency, I do think caveat emptor is the word, you know, that's the term you should be thinking of. It's like, absolutely. You should yeah. be buyer beware. You should be, you're on your own. If you're, if you sink all your money into it and you lose everything, your college tuition for your kids, then you lose your, there's no, you know, what is it like, um, SEC or no, what is the, the, yes, the, the there's a no, the, no, uh, regulating authority that enforces like, or is able to provide um, like FDIC insurance. FDIC, thank or, you. That's what I was looking yeah. for. Yeah. You have yeah. no insurance, you're out. It's just you. And you've lost right. all your money. I mean, it's basically like if you gamble in a casino and you gamble $100,000, there's no one going to bail you out of that. Yeah. So that's, I think that's exactly. what we want to talk about is just, you know, what to look for and some some dangers there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's explore that a little more because I think that's really, from my perspective, one of the biggest risks when you're uh, purchasing crypto mm -hmm. is the whether you agree or not that it should be regulated is a different conversation yeah. but the reality is that by purchasing you know traditional assets like stocks and bonds you purchase those through a market exchange right so there is a record of your transaction history and there's you know, confirmation of purchase and the seller has confirmation of sale and you can track that transaction, right? Yeah. When it comes to crypto, they're using completely different technology, which is the blockchain. And the blockchain doesn't keep a transaction record of these purchases. So it is extremely possible. And as we've seen in this article that we'll share with you, not uncommon for people to engage in transactions that they missed a digit when they were inputting their mm. account number or the uh, mm. seller of their coins wasn't actually selling the coins. And the problem is that once you engage in that transaction, there is no regulatory authority that can help track that down if you didn't end up acquiring the coins that you thought you purchased. Right. Yeah, so that makes sense. So hold on. If we talk about that one of the, per so that, that's something that can't happen with a stock. So if exactly. I call you or somebody and say, sell some of this stock that we bought a while back, you would have to sell it or you'd be fined, lose your license, you know, all those things. Right. Sure. But, but, and also if I sold it incorrectly or I sold it or you made a mistake oh, okay. or I made a mistake. Yeah. Right? And so it like went to the wrong account reversed. or something. Yeah. Yeah. It could be reversed and you could fix that. But if it happens with, that's an interesting, I didn't think about that. So like, yeah. So if I'm calling my crypto dealer, 
yeah. <laughs> whatever they call them. And he's, uh, bu- you know, he's buying crypto. It's just some guy, uh-huh. you know, in a, you know, in his basement or whatever. And Possibly. he's selling, I mean, you know, probably not. He's probably in a mansion actually. Cause they, there are crypto millionaires, yeah. uh, but, and, and quite a few of them, it seems, but it's, um, but yeah, so he's selling it and he could, yeah, he could easily make a mistake and then he has no, you have no recourse right? with that. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, one recourse you might have is that I, I don't, so I don't know if this is the case, but I would imagine some of these traders are that it's a business that they're running to trade Bitcoin. And if they get a reputation for not doing something, then they're going to be out of business. I would sense? think so. Right. Like so, I would think that would be the case. I'm just not super familiar with like how they like if there are actually firms or or companies well, there would have that to be, right? solicit clients. Well, because part of buying crypto is that you can, in addition to that buyer beware, you can do this all on your own. And a lot of the platforms are very much self-directed. So it's hmm. not like there are crypto advisors out there that um are building up books of business with crypto assets because they don't have any type of you know storage capacity other than their blockchain to keep all of these assets right so i'm not really sure about all how all of that works but i think that it's more common for people who engage in crypto to buy it themselves and they're not really going through like a like a company hmm. but there is a way to like buy like Porsche, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin, for instance. Like when people have told me to invest in Bitcoin, like I have friends in Austin, some of them have done quite well because of Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. they're like, you know, and I'm like, well, it's, but it's like $65,000 for a Bitcoin. And yeah. like, well, you don't buy, a, you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin right now. You could buy, sure. a, you know, a fraction of one. Right. Just like a stock, basically. And so, mm-hmm. for, so yeah, I do. I that, that's interesting. I I think it's something we need to look into a little bit more about. Wh- there's has to be firm or some kind of organizational structure. Mm-hmm. But the the issue that I think you're bringing up, that I think is really important for people to remember, is that you want to know the reputation. Uh, that's the advice maybe to yeah, take. That's uh, a good like learn the uh, reputation of where you're buying this stuff from. Mm-hmm. So if it's just some guy, be careful. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, I got some Bitcoin here, bro. Like, come over <laughs> here. I got, it's like, wait a second, you know. And then, um, and then, okay, we get the Bitcoin. Because <laughs> what this article points out is that people are so, um, you know, they hear the stories of the crypto millionaires and they get attracted to the whole thing, the whole ecosystem. So then they come in with their, you know, ten thousand dollars, whatever. That's all they have for their down payment on a house, but they're gonna take a chance because it's like I want to get crypto before it's too late. Mm-hmm. Crypto. Let me get that crypto. And then yeah. they go out and they buy it from some guy and then they can get, you know, fleeced. Yeah. And that's right. what I think the article is about, right? Is to, to Absolutely. take that seriously. And yeah. again, that's the, co- like, know who you're buying from. Absolutely. That's and really who- good. That's a really good point. And if you think about, one of the things that the article talks about as well is that this is a, the so the article is, these securities regulators are saying by far crypto scams are the biggest threat to investors. So this is a very uh, uh, risky, deregulated environment in which you're conducting transactions. It's very speculative, right? And so we can give an example of that if we think about um, where that risk lies. So 
let's take a, a company that's brand new and it's private and they're going to go public on a market exchange in the US and they're, they're going to start selling shares of stock, right? In some ways, there's some risk there because as an investor, you'd be investing in a company that's just going public, right? But one of the things that re is required of a company that's going to go public is that they got to report to the SEC, right? And they got to file a memorandum that they're going to go public and here's all our financials and here's our set share price and this is where we're going to exchange trade our shares. All of those steps sort of mitigate some of the risk, some, not all, of you to you as the investor. When we mm. switch gears and talk about the crypto world, there is no formal, you know, memorandum that's written to offer a new type of coin, right? And that's where the uh, crypto market is very commonly being masked for Ponzi schemes because there yeah. is no check and verification before a coin comes out. There's just, you know, promises of high returns with very little risk. Those are all really big red flags. So you have to think about the structure, whether you agree with the structure or not, of how to you know go through the process of, of being able to offer an investment to the public. There's still some credibility there mm -hmm. that we can rely on, and that's not present with crypto. And I think that's really important distinction. So when it seems like it's too good to be true, that old adage, in this world, it really probably is too good to be true. Yeah. So the, the idea is, yeah, I think it goes back to that same idea of like, the quote they have here is education and information are an investor's best defense against investment fraud. Mm -hmm. And I think the prince, if I can understand what you're saying broadly is, you know, in the traditional world of investment that has been made as transparent as possible yes. in many ways through That's laws, through experience, but in this new world, it's not there. So that's not to say to invest or not to invest. We're not giving any of that kind of in, in crypto. We're not giving any advice like that. That's up to you to make that decision on your own. And you're going to have to do it without an invest, uh, a CFP because the CFP is not allowed yeah. to even talk about this yet. Um, someday I'm sure they will be, but sure. so, but that means that you're on your own and you have to really do the research. And mm -hmm. that's where the caveat mTOR thing comes in. Like, yeah, you should, that should be your, your premise. That should be where you're, you're starting from is like, so let's say you're, you're saying to yourself, I really want to buy crypto and I'm dedicated to buying crypto, right? Not giving you that advice, but if you're there and you're like, Hey, I got this money. I know, you know, friends of mine who've actually become crypto millionaires. I feel like I'm missing the boat and I want to invest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you can't turn to your CFP or your advisor or anybody for advice. So when you start going into this world and you're doing research, you should really have in the like you should have it like on a, a plaque next to your computer while you're reading all this stuff. Caveat emptor, <laughs> buyer beware. Yes. Like just be careful of whatever you're looking at. Just be, you know, and yeah, the if it not only if it looks too good to be true, but if it says, you know, guarantee, you know, get rich quick, get this, right? If you hear anything that sounds any even sniffs a little bit like you know oh high return no risk it's like no you can't guarantee That's, that right N nobody like no nobody even in the stock market even mutual fund managers don't say that mm -mm. and Absolutely that's one of the safer not. things you can get mm -hmm. um and because there's always a risk and so always you know, a risk 
So always be careful of stuff like that. I think that's the important advice. Yep. This. Yep. Very good advice. And remember like the fundamental laws of old school, boring financial planning and investing, right? Diversification is key. So if you're thinking about this and you want to explore it more, in addition to buyer beware, recognize what your pool of resources are that you have to work with and don't disrupt financial plans to accomplish other goals for the sake of trying to acquire this super speculative once in a lifetime investment opportunity. Right. And so what I mean by that is like, don't take from your kid's college fund <laughs> to then go and, and buy a bunch of something that you haven't done the proper due diligence for. And remember what the objective is for why you're buying what you're buying, because that's really important when it comes to financial planning. And that's what helps you stick with your investment strategy. So treat this as very speculative. Treat this as gambling. Treat this as a game. Don't treat this as one of the fundamental pillars of you building wealth as part of your financial plan because there's just too much risk there. Yeah, and so that's a good reason to – that's something you can talk to a CFP about, right? Sure, It's yeah. not like about um, you know, should you or should you not buy crypto – but that's not what a CFP does anyway, I've learned. Mm -hmm. And it's instead, it's more like, hey, I'd like to invest in this. And they say, okay, well, let's look at your overall portfolio. And okay, so you can have this, you know, you know, if you look at your portfolio, maybe it's a good idea to have 5% of your overall thing. You, you could do whatever you want with that. And that's could be in creative investments, right? And if you want to make it bigger, you can, but, you know, look, you're going to, jeopardize your college fund for your kids and mm -hmm. so on, which is something mm -hmm. you said you wanted. So you right. can do that. Just be aware of what you're giving up and things are trade-offs and um, you know, it's, it's a risk. And so how much you want to do is up to you. So that's, I think that's the kind of calculations you have to do and think mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. with your money. And, and cause you know, the trade-off is if you, you know, were to take like 20%, you know, I'm just throwing out numbers. Like let's say you were to take 20% rather than 5%. And a lot of it came from your, kids college fund but that 20 percent ended up making you a crypto millionaire that's the that's the flip side that we're sure. not talking about we're talking about it all from the risk side right right um, but there's also the reward side so that's part of it so you have to ask yourself how much you're willing to gamble your you know mm -hmm. uh, but there's like but there's a, one other thing that this article talks about that I, th I don't think we touched on so we you know we talked about like the buyer beware thing they're not regulated you don't know who you're buying from but some stats that I think are helpful for you to think about is uh, in 2021 scammers took $14 billion in cryptocurrency scammers. scammers. So we're, we're not talking it. about necessarily like even the legitimate places. There's, there's so many bad, you know, intended people and there's no recourse and it's not a small thing anymore. It's a mm -hmm. big business to be a scammer. And so you need to be on the lookout for these types of things. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, cryptocurrency losses for 2021 rose 79% from 2020. Yeah. So, you know, there are, like you said, there's a lot of bad seeds out there. And when you're operating in an environment without regulation, they have any opportunity that anybody else does. So be careful with that. Yeah. So that's the main message. I mean, it's all related to that, but just mm -hmm. understand that principle of, I think, caveat emptor. Yes. It's very yes. helpful. You're, you're in the it. wild west. Yeah. That's the for real. You're in the financial wild west. Financial wild west. And that is the advice um, 
that we can give you is be aware of where your surroundings. Yes. <laughs> Watch out for the it. guy with a gun. The black <laughs> the hats. Gun. Watch uh-huh. out for those black hats. Yep. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up this episode of Jake of All Trades. Be sure to check us out on social media by searching for at Jake's Two Cents and check out the blog at jakestwocents.com. Take care. We'll see you next time. Securities and advisory services offered through Commonwealth Financial Network. Member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Fixed insurance products and services offered through CES Insurance Agency. Actual performance and results will vary. These interviews do not constitute a recommendation as to the suitability of any investment for any person or persons having circumstances similar to those portrayed. Consult a financial advisor regarding your specific circumstances.